0: Welcome to Between Data and Risk podcast. Today, we'll be discussing issues faced by teams working remotely from diverse locations and diverse cultures, and how to manage these teams towards developing a coherent product. To give us practical illustration of how this can be achieved, we've invited Aldi Agai, founder and CEO of AAK Telescience. Stay tuned.
1: If you're a business owner or senior manager, you probably had more than enough about all the wonderful opportunities awaiting you in the era of digitalization. Whether it
0: is big data, cloud, data science, or whatever buzzword is currently trendy,
1: If you would like to hear someone dissecting these claims and showing you what it actually takes to improve business processes, you're in the right place. This is between
0: data and risk, where we discuss real life examples of what works and what doesn't in the world of business operations. Hello, I'm Artur Guja, Cognition Shared Solutions Chief Risk and Strategy Officer. And with me is my co-host, your friendly neighborhood data guy, Dr. Marian Siwiak. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Between Data and Risk. Today, we'll be talking about managing remote teams. And we're excited to have with us as our guest, Aldi Agai, founder and CEO of AAK Telescience, a revolutionary global collaborative environment dedicated to the scientific research community, who agreed to share his experiences with us. Hello,
2: Pleasure to have you guys here. It's a very pleasure to work with you.
1: Yeah, it's a, a pleasure is ours. Uh, I as a, let's say, for, former life science, uh, scientist, however, it sounds, I'm uh, very, very impressed with the platform that Aldi created, uh, I must say that I felt like a kid in a candy store when he showed me what data he uh, he connected. But it's, it's enormous work. It's, it's like unbelievably uh, complicated system. and. Uh, to our knowledge, it was something that uh, Aldi started. Um, and there's a question with a group of people just by yourself. Like, how how, how did you start? How what was like the day one uh, of the team? Like, did you have a couple of people that you had to coordinate with or it was just your brain work and you were sitting and how and make it work?
2: Uh, well, I don't believe in self-made men, so. The creation of a K is a progress. Um, how it started is my father. Uh, when I graduated from college uh, with law school degree, he said, "Like, congratulations! You now you're a lawyer. So what have you done for the community?" So that's is how it started uh, the whole. Uh, that's a typical Albanian father, you know. To you, once you've done and uh, achieved something, he's there to push you again to do something wrong. But he was right, uh, actually. Through my school, I learned that the scientific community was very unrepresented. And working in the startup industry, particularly in other fields like uh, research and development here at UC Davis, but also in Italy, I have friends who are researchers, a lot of friends who are researchers, and they all complained about the same thing. We are unrepresented, we are unsatisfied, and most important, we don't have information. We don't know where the funding is going, why it's going in a certain way, and how can we reach that funding. So, you know, when you hear they say researchers don't have money, it's a true statement. They don't because nobody ever cared to create a platform dedicated to them where they actually can have that information. They have to go through the professors, those ancient gatekeepers who tell them where the funding is, where the funding for NHS. You have to have publication. You have to have citations. And they created this fictitious way where they have to cite a professor who is important or is known in order to have certain points and to achieve funding.
1: So uh, about citations, I think it was uh, the last couple of days I learned but I think Elsevier uh, retracted 500 publications uh, because they were bought in, in Russia and in China and based on falsified data. Uh, like the... Currently, it was I think that they coined the term "press meal." Uh, so there is a group of people who writes uh, scientific papers, and you can buy some for starting from 150 bucks up to 5,000, depending on where you want to, you know, the quality of uh, of the lie behind the the results. And yeah, and there are hundreds of papers uh, being pushed and now investigated.
2: Not only that, but it's something very common. If you talk to a couple of scientists and researchers, first of all, I want to make sure that scientists have the maximum respect in the world. They work very, very hard, but like any other person or any other profession in the world, they have learned to live and to deal with what they have, and that that they have is one of the areas of the. They have to make through with what they get is available. So if they have to be appealing to the professor, 90% of the work is not done by PI or the uh, professor investigator. It's done by the assistants or by the researchers or the visiting researchers or the people who are not tenure. Mm-hmm. So postdocs. Postdocs and so on. So 90% of the work is done from them. But do you ever see one paper without a citation of a professor?
1: <laughs> my paper on on uh, covid model we didn't have any professor
2: but you were with the school system then when you did that paper
1: where oh, no 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 the, we published in let's say in a peer reviewed journal however lancet didn't want to accept it they said it will be served better elsewhere and they published next i think couple of weeks a model which was country level, but it came from the respectable professor. The paper was later destroyed and, and turned to shreds by other researchers because the model was so inaccurate and, and based on so. so. but the, the race started. No, but let's, uh, let, let's get to 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 to, let's say, we know why you started. Okay, AAK. so 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 now, uh, you have this idea, okay, we, we see the problem, let's 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 try to find a solution. Correct
2: so you start hiring people uh so you start talking to the researchers talking to the phd professors talking to uh go to the department for example UC Davis of uh, engineering uh mm-hmm. computer engineering and talk to phd researchers in computer engineering then go to the department of applied mathematics and talk to other people who you know in applied mathematics and so you create a small team one we started in the beginning the team was of five people okay cool and then, uh, you need somebody who has engineering skills because I'm a lawyer. I don't have engineering skills. Uh, you need people who has mathematics skills because you need the algorithms to be written and to be correct. Because when you're going to work with researchers, particularly who have been creating a career on, uh, looking what other people do and criticize that you want to be accurate. You don't want to make mistakes in that field. And then you need somebody who has uh, web development capacity, UI/UX, and then mm-hmm. you need somebody who does databases. And so you have a team of five people.
1: Okay. And now you have just to to, to tell our our listeners six hundred thirty-eight people in eighteen countries
2: in seven different time zones
0: so so you you've you've shown us the last time we spoke you've shown us this 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 team and was extremely diverse how uh, how do you kind of grow such a team such that it, it remains sustainable because very very often I, I I have seen teams which which grew to to much lesser extent and they have dispersed almost kind of immediately without without proper control and uh, you kind of You don't look to me like a a, a control Control freak, freak. someone who kind of speaks to everyone on a daily basis. Uh, How do do you manage that? It's impossible to
2: speak to everyone on a daily basis. So when you have 638 people, as we have right now, in 18 countries, literally in 18 countries and in seven different time zones, there is no way that you can match your time zone with
1: the time zone of each one of them. It's just impossible. No, so, the micromanagement know. is not the best solution, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, hey,
2: be my guest if you want to try. <coughs> sure, <coughs> but
0: <coughs> sorry for that. Tr- trust, trust, trust you know, me, he would. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can try, you know, <coughs> try that micromanaging, but
2: I guarantee you, you will fail miserably. Also, because in a startup, what is the main focus of the people who join startups? is the willingness to do something and it's not the boss who manages them. The, the the world is changing very rapidly in that way and I, one, I'm not a micromanager. <laughs> I just can't stand somebody on my neck. So I start from the post that if I cannot stand it, if somebody stays on my neck and look at what I'm doing, well, I'm not doing that to others. You know, It just doesn't yeah. make sense. And they will not do a good job anyway if you did it. But Agreed. You need managers. you need people mm-hmm. who know what they do and they have a passion for what they do. because when they have a passion for them, you don't need to manage people. They actually manage you. <laughs> you'll be surprised.
1: Did your core team become managers in your company? said again? Uh, did the core team with five people that started? like did they become like top managers or did some of them decide, okay, I want to core stick to, to, to I do have the only code? person left working with the
0: company can, can can dare we ask kind of what 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 happened was a difference of vision or was it just natural attrition
2: well let's say this way um when you start a project five people sit down and all they say like that's cool that's very cool oh i love it it's a great idea aldi but then when it takes 16 hours a day of dedication and slowly people move aside And you will see, you take five, those five become 15, those 15 become 30, because it doesn't stay five. Five bring other, each one of them bring one or two friends, and then you become 15. And then the core team is not five anymore, but it's 15. Because you are very early Mm -hmm. six, and you need Mm -hmm. any help you can get. Mm -hmm. But soon enough, there is an idea phase, and there is a working phase where you have to take that idea and make it become reality. And those two phases um, are not for everyone. So some people will stay and will take it through. Other people will leave because they don't have the incentive or then the vision or they at some point is too much work. I I don't want to think that people don't have vision. They have vision, but they also find that they have life. Some people, for example,
1: uh, strange people.
2: No, 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 not They're, we're, we're no, people.
1: <laughs> no. We both have children. We, we understand what you're talking about. Yeah, so, so I have something.
2: a daughter who's seven years old. It doesn't matter what is happening in my company. I guarantee you, you can be the president of the United States. If my daughter is sick, I'm not going to talk.
1: <laughs> so we're, we're happy that she's healthy today.
2: Yes. <laughs> she's at school right now. And I'm going to take her after our meeting to the beach. But the point is this, and she organized all everything, so she's going to have fun with that. But... People have families, have a life, things happen, you know. So slowly, those who have the commitment to see through a project will stay. Others, that's why you have rotations. And then uh, to the core team, I have only one left. Mm -hmm. He's a father with three kids. I have only one and I'm complaining, he has three kids.
1: I have three <laughs> kids myself, including twins, so we can ma- ma- make a complaining round or two. Uh, but I'm not sure if it would be of great interest to, to, to the listeners, uh, I, but they may be interested in how did you manage, because like you said, you needed different skill sets, okay? Correct. And uh, now some people with this core skill sets left, like how did you manage that, you know, the skills were in the company still? So you, you have people who brought, I don't know, with mathematics. I, I'm not sure if oh, the guy friend, who is the engineer, Roberto. So my <laughs> mathematician is here. Ah, damn it. Okay. Let's take the database guy. Uh, so you, you, have this database specialist who laid the, lay, laid the groundwork. When he left someone in his place, but you know, it succeeded. Like, uh, when we spoke earlier, you said like, there is, you cannot transfer knowledge you can you can share it uh, but how right. how do you ensure that what is shared is sufficient to pick up the project and 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 run you know yeah. and that's look. the beauty
2: of it it is not my initial idea anymore it's the idea of everyone else who was collaborating see i i don't have the presumption that i knew it all i mean like they are going to yeah, do no, no, but, but, they, but, but to like but you own.
1: had the database guy oh. who 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 had this vision for, let's say, data architecture or, or database, let's say, structures? So he idea. had this vision. That was my idea. It, it was your idea. Correct.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, what what I think uh, Marian is trying to, to 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 ask, if I may, kind of paraphrase right. it a bit, is how do you ensure continuity? Because obviously there was some some uh, groundwork laid laid down at some point and. Uh, uh, if if people leave, I mean we've we've encountered this in, in our own company. People leave uh, a certain kind of knowledge leaves with them, uh, and uh, so that's that's one problem. The other problem is that you have uh, un- unless you're very lucky and you can have a transition period, be, an overlap between between the new people coming in and old people leave. Uh, there there will be a period where you have to kind of manage it, juggle it around a bit, maybe take on the the, the role temporarily yourself how, how do you manage those transitions well if you talk to my team
2: they will tell you there is always a plan b now this mind that's my job i mm-hmm. have as a ceo to always have a plan b so just to answer the question about the data guy i had the idea of how to build the platform mm-hmm. but then the technicality for example we started with using r and then we went mm-hmm. with python and then we went to fast APIs and the REST APIs, and we use Kubernetes and so on. So the evolving idea, I can have the general idea, hey, we need these platforms, we need these databases, needs to be connected. However, as a CEO, you have to do a job that, since the day one, is very important to understand. Then you cannot rely on one person. You can have, you must have a three of each. So if, one leaves you must have two and make sure to get a third one substituting the one who leaves immediately <laughs> because if you rely only on the three you're done that just doesn't happen
0: so it's it it almost kind of uh, says that you've you've started building resilience into your project from day one it's correct it it's it's something that uh, you know we we always advocate uh, about about having having uh, backup plans having resilience and having processes document is such that you can you've got that uh you no know, knowledge transfer or knowledge sharing however you want to you you want to put it uh and it's i think it's especially especially important if you've got don't, this global team, because they, they you cannot just take take those two people, sit them in a the room and, and, and discuss. You have to actually communicate oh, it through other media.
2: Absolutely. No, we have processes in place. Uh, for example, every project, before starting any part of the project, there is a deep analysis. That deep analysis has to be created in project management documentation. That project management documentation has to be shared for criticism from the team members. Mm-hmm. You have to take in consideration, for example, things that you don't think, the technology, the application, um, the doability, the resources that we have, and so on. So there is a process for every single aspect of that. And then you start producing it. I mean, it took mm-hmm. two years for a reason to have a product. Mm-hmm. Because and I know somebody will say, like, that's nothing. You know, I get it. But uh, it wasn't, us. It wasn't uh, done overnight. You know, it, it takes a lot. So a lot of... Nights where we were discussing about simple concept like, hey, which one is the best way to connect uh, uh, the databases? Mm-hmm. And uh, which DevOps knows certain type of technology another DevOps that comes less later knows another type of technology. So you have to have a very clear project management and part documentation where every single aspect of the project it has to be accurate and known What is going to connect with another piece and guess what and that has to be able to change has to be dynamic so you do all that work where you're doing everything perfect to know all the parts that can connect and then you try it it doesn't work so you have to have also taken consideration that something will break down and you have to be adaptable and changing and pivot
1: now we have 600, over 600 people. Uh, you mentioned that you are one of the very few technological partners, to example, uh, to to to, for example, European Union. So it's like a gigantic machine having their own, I would say, needs. Like, how do you ensure that your team remains flexible enough to meet the requirements? Uh, because I guess it will, it works both ways. You tell them how to like, they never managed to connect researchers in a way that you did, uh, with the information about funding companies, projects, what uh, all of this wonderful stuff that you have there, but I guess they, they will want you to include some of the stuff that they need for their bureaucracy being you know, a European, I'm pretty sure there will be requirements. So I guess you will have to ensure some 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 flexibility to adjust to 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 very needs like how do you ensure flexibility of such a grown up team like, you know, well, it, it is more complex than it, than it looks. For example,
2: when it comes to clients important like the European Union, one, you don't dictate the necessities or the technical part, you adapt to the request. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so that's, that's what I expect. That's, that's, that's why you need to be flexible, not them. Correct.
2: No, 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 they're not going to be flexible. <laughs> if that's what you think, they're going to be flexible to a startup. I, I can have a smile with you, but you don't understand at that point. <laughs> no, they, they are not going to be flexible to you. You actually are the one who is flexible. And that's why we have actually 18 teams in 18 countries. The team in European Union has to be chosen between people who are competent dealing with institutions like European Union Mm. uh, Commission, the team has to be competent in GDPR, uh, because as you know, they go very heavy on the violations. And uh, the team has to be able to provide the services according to their requirements. So you have a team
1: in Mm -hmm. European
2: Union in Bruxelles who deals with them on a daily basis, and sometimes very frustrated, actually, but it's a very important client. And then also, uh, the position to be able to sit on that chair and to discuss about technology with European Union leaders, I think was worth it.
1: Yeah, I, I believe so. For sure for for European researchers, I said that during my time, so I would I, I would give my arm to get access to the information that the, that your platform provides. So okay. uh, Arthur, I'm I'm I I feel like I'm I'm hijacking the whole the whole session.
0: No, I I know that you're 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 fascinated. I saw your your light eyes light up when you when you saw the platform. So I'm I'm giving you as as much leeway as possible. Uh, But you know Aldi, I I wanted to ask you about uh, the the kind of unity of vision because you you've got such diverse teams and as as you kind of just said they're very specialized in what they do, but yet they have to they have to Strive towards a common goal. I know it's your job as a CEO to provide them with that vision, but then you you have to have an approach. Uh, can you share with us how how you actually make sure that they 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 have this this vision and they actually subscribe to it? Uh,
2: Arthur, would you be surprised if I tell you that they actually guide me and I don't guide them? Actually, it's my team it teaches me the right way um so i had a vision i had i made a decision i created the initial part but i have absolute respect for every single member of my team so i have never i'm never going to tell one i mean you you can see them on linkedin you can see them online you can contact them personally Um uh, i will never tell any one of them ever that they don't know what they're talking about or that i want it in a certain way uh, the way we maintain the continuity of the vision is mm-hmm. we have meetings. We sit down and we discuss parts. And I guarantee you that from the initial vision that I had, this company has gone far away from what I had as an initial vision. <laughs> and that's, I, I consider it a success. I consider it a success because like I said, I cannot transmit the vision. I can only share mine. But by them sharing theirs, I learned that there are ways to do things better than I thought. So they taught me, and I was glad to have worked with such experts people. And you will see. Don't don't think of experts like people with twenty or thirty years of experience. I guarantee you, the hardest work in any startup is done by junior developers.
0: They are the core cool uh, kind experts. of. It- if I if I wanted to be a bit a, a bit snarky, I, I could say because that's that's because they have the the, the, the most to prove. But uh, you know, having been a, a junior developer myself at at some point, I can I can also say this probably because they have the freshest ideas. Because that's the second they, one, is the most
2: reasonable thing, I agree with the second yeah one. The,
0: the first one. They don't have to prove anything.
2: I have had people with two years of experience, eighteen years old doing machine learning and coding. And I had PhD professors with uh, PhDs in computer engineering who couldn't keep up. <laughs> it's
0: it, it very you know it's, it's it's very often also because they they don't know that certain things cannot be done. and uh, you know I, I always love the saying that the person who says that something cannot be done shouldn't stand in the way of the person doing it. Uh, so it's, it's because, because they have it, they very often haven't been kind of told that something is impossible. They just go on and do it. And only later find out surprisingly that it was thought of as not possible. And they just, you know, went and did it
2: people thought that dark data unstructured data cannot be analyzed. You were a developer yourself for how, how often have you heard this? Answer? Oh, data is a mess. Yeah. If it's not properly structured, if it's not eh, if it's not in a proper pipeline, if it doesn't have the algorithm, and you have to train it, and then all oh, the results also are opinable, and you have the marginary errors. Bottom line, you cannot have unstructured data being analyzed. And so, having a protocol, structured unstructured data, analyze them unsupervised. Everybody is like, oh no, that's impossible. You need CPU. You need so much power. No. It, i mean they did it i showed you yeah
0: we, we we've we've seen that the, the, the kind of uh amount of, of of unstructured data that that your your platform can actually uh suck Have in it. and 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 make structured so th- but this is this is uh i think uh you know marian is probably a better expert here but to to to, to my mind this this would be a, a collaborative effort from from several different disciplines so again i think it speaks volumes about the the collaboration and, and, and cooperation, of, if, if there's any difference, of, of, of well, experts they, from several different fields. There is. Collaboration
2: and cooperation are two different things. They can collaborate but not <laughs> cooperate sometimes. <laughs> uh, engineers are very good at distinguishing that. Sometimes engineers are very good on collaborating. You ask them, you give them a task, they will do it. Cooperating, working together, it becomes a little bit more challenging
1: so what's your what, because one one aspect that, that that comes to mind when you have such a diverse team is is cultural differences uh like did you did you did you see it as a problem and uh, i I'm, I'm not trying to hit here on 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 political correctness uh but like you know i coming from eastern Europe working with western countries uh let's say i've been a source of cultural shocks couple of times myself, things that I've seen as a acceptable way of communicating was recept- received as a bit offensive, maybe, sometimes. Yeah, uh, but a question. Oh, yeah. The question is, how do you how do you deal with uh, was it a problem for, for your teams that some people got offended easily by others who had different communication mode? And how did you solve it? That's the question. Do you, I have a way to explain that. Do you want to ask a
2: question to me? Let's say that you are one of the junior engineers that I'm hired and you ask me a question: What's the culture of the company? Ask me that question, please.
1: Uh,
2: what is the culture, the culture of the company? Of the comp- My answer is always: Which one would you like me to talk to you about? What do you mean? Exactly. I mean that there are 18 countries, each one of them with a different culture. Which one do you know that works unilaterally in university?
1: (laughs) I don't know any.
0: Do you you mean that uh, your your company basically uh, has no unified culture? My company has policies, doesn't have a culture. Because
2: my company is, is composed by people from India, which they have. 238 different languages from people from Iran, where every time you ask them, they consider themselves Persian, but it's, both of us know the Persian Empire extended far beyond actual Iran. Uh, but for political the reasons, they, they will tell you I'm Persian. Uh, I have people from Palestina working sh- shoulder by shoulder with Israelis in the same team. I have people from Egypt working with Saudi Arabia. and <laughs> If you know, uh, you'll know that it's difficult for them to do that. I have people from Italy working with French and German and Spanish with differences of opinion about which one has better cuisine. So, essentially, what I'm trying to say is like there is no one culture. There is a policy in the company. And that policy says that every culture has the right to be respected. So... Once you start in a company with that idea that your opinion, what is offensive for you, you can't just simply go and get offended, but you might ask, then that becomes a little bit easier to work with others. But if you are stuck in your culture and you are your ways, the culture is the right, like many California bros think that because they were beer ponging at the college level now, that's the mm-hmm. culture of the startup industry. So well, that has changed very rapidly, particularly when you're going to outsource globally.
0: I mean, well, our our company, uh, Commission Shirt Solutions, is uh, is also fairly global. We've we're we're currently we've got uh, people in in Canada, in uh, UK, in Slovenia, in uh, several Indonesia. other European countries, Indonesia. <laughs> that, that uh, Pretty much all our developers are there. So, uh, but we still. Kind of consider that we've got certain, apart from written policy, certain culture, certain uh, kind of way that we work together. It's it's less. uh, It's obviously very respectful to 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 everyone, but there there is still a a certain kind of common denominator, and I I wouldn't want to to kind of say it's the least common (laughs) denominator. It's it's uh, something that we've worked out together that you know, we've, we've become a, a certain community. Uh, okay, do what you, basis do
2: you took in consideration for that community?
0: Sorry? What basis of culture
2: did you took in consideration to decide that community?
1: Gr-
0: it's something common, I think
1: that gr- common res- grew common respect.
0: organically out of common respect, yes. Well, so you didn't have a culture. You created one.
1: Uh, yes, it was. In it a was sense, yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it, it's not something it. that we...
2: That's exactly right. Okay, we don't have one, a culture. We started by accepting everyone into this community with policies and rules that everyone has the right to be respected in their own way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's
0: creating so, so... culture. Within the let's let let's let's go from from kind of uh, cultural issues to slightly more more technical issues of coordination because that's also a, a problem which which is very often encountered. You you as you mentioned you you you're in so many time zones that uh, it it must be uh, very hard to kind of find overlaps and also track what is happening because things start happening around around the globe around, around the, the the clock. The clock. Uh, yeah. So you've got uh, how 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 do you coordinate and progress? huh So uh, that was that has been and is still a difficulty sometimes
2: uh, in certain ways. <clears throat> One because the work first of all we choose to have a completely hundred percent flexible schedule, where the team has the amount of hours that they have to work, but that they as a team independently. Based on the time zones, they select those hours and the days. So the team has a team lead. The team lead proposes the time zones of the team members. The team members find a common common ground as a time frame for when to work together. And then with technology, with GitHub, Discord, and Trello, and other things, we utilize tools for tracking, but substantially, they track each other. So when you work in a team, and then you have a good pipeline of communication, you would like to leave them some free time on our own, their own terms to connect with each other. And that makes possible that I have team members that sometimes connect uh, when for me it's 2 a.m. in the morning. Now, my Discord, because they use Discord for communications, mm-hmm. or ting, 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 all the communication is recorded, and then there is an AI that collects in communications and the advancement, we have created our own AI tool for our project management. Of course, there is a uh, Trello, there is monday.com, there are others. But we created our own because a gentleman who is mathematician, he liked it better. <laughs> so he said, I, I can make something better. And I said, okay, it's not going to take too much time because for me, time was always of essence. And uh, he said, like, I can do something better. It's not going to take much time. Just give me eight people as resources and I, in a month and a half, I'll have it. I'm like, okay. And then he designed something for tracking our team that is uh, substantially our own. Our own tax management app that have, connects with uh GitHub, for example, for the mm-hmm. uh, developers. Mm-hmm. gets their pushing on the GitHub, gets the information from the DevOps, and can tell me for every single project how much is advancing, if we're meeting the requirement, if we're meeting the time frame, the hours, the cost, and so on. So any given time, I know exactly how much it's costing me any single developer. But I'm
0: not going so to there s- is, there is, uh, are you, are you planning to, to, to release this as a separate product? Because it's, it sounds, sounds, sounds very kind of innovative and, uh, and, oh, there are too many, you know, yeah. we- there are too many and uh, out there because releasing that
2: product means like I have to start now a competition with Azana, Monday.com, Trello and so on. Um, do I care about that? No, because it's tailored to our own needs. Uh, so can that product become then a product that can other startups uh, utilize as a base? But then will require other development because it's not very easy. Most of the products that you see out there are general products, like, for example, Discord or other just record who's talking, the communication. Um, GitHub can tell you example data analytics about who's pushing the code, when it's pushing code, how much, but doesn't have really the time that it's taking, how many hours of meeting they're doing, how many attempts. It doesn't track certain things. For us, that was very important because we needed to track, for example, also which team doing what contribution at what time and how much that single part is costing. Because it is very easy when you have 630 people and you have a burn rate of $6.8 million a month. You know, it goes fast before you burn out everything. So if you don't calculate that, you don't have really true control over your production.
0: So so let let me ask a question a question which actually we uh, we've been discussing uh, this with Marian earlier today a concept of because it's it sounds like a very very innovative idea that you have developed in-house Correct. uh without any uh, kind of uh, intention of of immediately and and directly monetizing on it how do you how do you calculate uh, or have you even considered the, the return on the investment that you've put into this because it it seems like it does provide you with with immense uh, advantage if in your particular business but it's 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 slightly removed from your your main expected revenue stream correct but it was a necessity for us so the reason why
2: that was current i can tell the name the name of the person is uh, roberto nuca roberto nuca is the mathematician PhD, he was at Cambridge and so on. He is the University of Torino Polytechnic. A very good friend of mine. And he was tired managing the teams. <laughs> like I'm telling <laughs> you the honest truth. He was very tired managing the teams because he needed to manage the teams in different time zones. Uh, they have different times. They said that it has complied. And he was a mathematician. So he wanted, he needed a mathematical way, numbers that represented technically what was being developed and how fast. And he didn't have those answers and when a mathematician doesn't have an answers, they don't sleep at night
1: so <laughs> hard, and sure. he was already and he was already tired and no, now he, he was, was <laughs> tired and and under slept he was terrible combination he already was tired
2: developing the protocols that, that you saw and so and the team was pretty large so for us it was a necessity like mm-hmm. we can go mm-hmm. and subscribe to monday.com and it has a cost okay per user per file per And then we have Mm -hmm. 68 ongoing projects right now. And the team, we had a plan that was going to grow in a certain way. And once we have now other teams in other regions of the world, and each state is going to have their Kubernetes for their data management because that's what the European Union requires. They require the European Union territory, but now they're going to be more specific. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have this micro process of formation of the data and collection. So each one of those teams then it makes more sense to provide a service in their area of expertise in their region. But you want to know what they're doing. And since you cannot, because otherwise you're never going to sleep, and the number of managers will overpass the number of the developers at that point, because you have more managers than developers, because it is (laughs) crazy. So he was tired of that. And also, to be honest with you, um, we tried a couple of project managers, the so-called Scrum Masters. And uh you guys are already smiling, so you know where I'm going perhaps with this. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I will not make bad comments, okay? I promise I will be polite and nice. So uh let's say this way that, that was not always satisfactory to Roberto's needs. So since he was tired of that, he said, like, okay, I'm going to create a method that is mathematical. I'm going to create an algorithm that collects the information, the data. I'm going to create a pipeline, a method on how the tasks are given in Discord and how they complete the task, how they write, for example, the spreadsheet, which are in Excel, and this program can read them, and how they push the code in uh, GitHub, and when they, them, they have to be calculated, and then how many hours was the estimate that we gave them per hour. So in the end, I have a spreadsheet where it tells me who you are, what region you were working how many hours you work a week, when do you start, when do you leave, how much code you have pushed, if that code is above average, under average, is the medium, and how much you're costing me because there is also your hourly rate. So now, and then puts all that information together and tells me also for each team how much they're
0: costing me. so you have you have the uh, you you've essentially you had the cost of putting in those that the team of developers to 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 work on that product. Correct. But now you're 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 reaping on a on a daily basis the the the, the benefit of having that.
1: I I've basically heard about much it. much smoother. I've heard about yeah. a situation where there was twice the project managers than developers somewhere. Yes. Uh, that's so not, not having so not having so not having that is probably saving six developers for month and a half. When you have six hundred uh, people, I guess five hundred is developers. 600 each,
2: each team of 10 people has a project manager scrum
1: master. So so it's 10 so it's 10 percent not 200 percent. So I guess <laughs> I guess I would I would invest in in, in that. I have a because yeah, the, you touched on on scrum masters and we we, we spoke about agile some time ago. Uh, there is one thing which uh, which we let's say would like to pick your experience or learn about your experience so-called self-organizing teams uh, what is your let's say experience did you try that did it work does it work like what does it mean to you if you are you know it doesn't always uh, work each team is different
2: so if people will tell mm-hmm. me that self organizing works always that's not true some teams are very good at self-organizing themselves And they are Mm -hmm. very, very at point and they are surprisingly good. Like usually you can see a calculation or an estimation of hours and man hours that is going to take for a certain programming. And then we are like, wow, they're doing great and they're doing less than we estimate, you know, so it's fantastic. Let's give them bonus. Sometimes there are particular teams who you, for whatever reason, the alchemy is not working in between them. And so you have to change and uh, to make modification to that initial team and to add new people and remove people and so on. And it's part of the process. It's really part of the process. What, what hurts the most is when you find that team that works well, then you really don't want to lose them. So you as a CEO will pay anything it takes because it takes five good ones you know, to do, do a great job. <clears throat> but if in the early stages, you show me that you are not stable and reliable, don't have a problem to move it
0: around. So okay, so uh, it's uh, it, I, I guess because we 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 have uh, certain certain dis- disagreements uh, between be, you know within our company about self organizing, and I know that it's it, it's not for everyone. But have you have you actually uh, found a way to mature teams so that they become self organizing? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a, a that's that's your job as a CEO.
2: That's ninety percent. So how how do you how do you do that? <clears throat> well, um, I start with the selection and the sharing of the goals. I the, the selection of the people in the team is a very key process. It it, it, it doesn't come as a natural process. The correct
1: people have to be selected. They just how do accept. you how, how do you decide? Is it just your Personal experience that you're able to select them or do you have some no, no, algorithmic have way? No, no, we have to, psychologists to... for that.
2: <laughs> I have a psychologist for that.
1: But let me grab my, wow. my jaw from the from the floor, okay, and I will be able to speak again. Uh you you you, you invested into, into into psychology department just to make sure that cooperation is actually happening, that it's not just the collaboration.
2: Maria Laura Russo. Absolutely, yeah, I can tell you the name.
1: I this this is this is
0: pretty unique because I've I've worked with with corporations uh, who haven't really grasped on the idea that you have to have certain psychological uh, compatibility. Recruiter.
2: She is an IT recruiter with specialization in psychology.
0: Wow. Okay. So so how how. Uh, what can you kind of share a bit of the secret? How, how well, could this
2: be no replicated? Secret. by no There is no secret. It's very
0: simple. You have a
2: resume, mm-hmm. our platform. For example, if you are a scientist, which you know, that large part of my team is completed from universities, not mm-hmm. that I don't believe in people who believe that the bootcamp would make them the best in the world. I t- totally believe that everything is possible, but we have data. When it comes to universities so we choose a lot of our personnel through universities and schools they have projects so i can evaluate first of all the technical part that you technically are prepared for what i need mm-hmm. that's the first part and the second part you have two sets of interviews now the, the psychologist has a profile of each employee every hr department has that mm-hmm. uh, and then she has also for which department so she can pick. She doesn't remember every single one of them, of course, because mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. crazy otherwise. But <clears throat> she has a profile. She knows where they are. She knows their region. She knows their school. She knows the preparations. She knows the technical preparation. She knows who are the other members of that team where she's about to input the new men And then I don't know how to do it. <laughs> don't ask <laughs> me about that in psychology. Like <laughs> Uh, the only person she cannot fire is me because I'm her boss. Otherwise, she would have fired me. Perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps I'm not the best one in that sense. But no, uh, I'm just joking. She has a lot of input about how one person is going to work with other, it. And it's also about the attitude of the people mostly. It's not about what you know as much as what you are willing to learn. And how adaptive you are. Mm. It's a very key solution. There are brilliant people. There are brilliant people out there where it's absolutely fucking impossible, sorry the term, to work together.
1: We'll be put out.
2: But they are brilliant, they are very good, but you cannot work together. I'm one of them. I can piss off three people on four in a meeting, like
1: easily. <laughs> oh come on, and- I can I can I can piss off, you know, three out of two. It's like <laughs> See,
2: when you are the boss, that doesn't matter because you are the boss. She cannot fire you, okay? (laughs) But for everyone else, that's important because how are you going like I'm gonna use an example. I had like I'm not gonna say the the people who are in alter learning, the other company then today, we had Mm -hmm. a conflict the other day and we had a meeting for conflict resolution between two D artists and three D artists, both two team managers between 2d art and 3d art so the concept art and the 3d art mm-hmm. we disagreeing mm-hmm. on competencies we're disagreeing on the form we're disagreeing so my ceo is her job uh um, mm-hmm. resolve it so she i asked her like do you want me in that meeting guess what she answered.
0: no please don't i'm guessing she said no yes
2: correct so she didn't want me and did i go in that meeting no yes you did oh. no i did ah. <laughs> i did not because if I went in that meeting, my capacity is not that. Mm-hmm. I can't find solutions for that. There's better people than me for certain tasks. So this is our opinion in our company. This is our policy. There are people who are absolutely good at what they do, Well, then let's hire them to do the job. Not thinking that because you're a CEO, you have to be like, per we say in Italy, everywhere, you know, just a like parsley, you know, you put it everywhere. No, mm-hmm. it can actually be detrimental to the company. So by choosing the right people for the right position and for the right task, it makes it easy your life. Right?
1: Because we, we want our audience uh, maybe to, to learn, because you know you have this working machine which is composed of multiple moving parts, like how do you choose these people uh, that will replace you like top managers of your company? Like, again, is it a gut feeling or, or, or do you have some more structured method or like, you know, uh, you No,
2: know, know gut feelings allowed in a company like this size at this point, but there are always an aspect to consider. So my top, my second in command is a woman. The a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Maya Burj. My other side uh, is Carlos Komen, he's a man. He's a PhD from UC Davis, computer engineering. He was senior researcher at Bristol University in the United Kingdom. And now is advising for European Union and so on. They mm-hmm. are the two ones. So if I get sick or I get crazy, hopefully they're not going to waste the company and the time that they put into it, and they're going to manage it. But how do you choose them?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm, there is a secret. It depends if they are committed to this project enough. They earned it. It's not the process okay. where you just select one and say like oh you have the qualifications uh and then my feeling says like oh you smile at me so i'm feeling competent about that no it's somebody you have to grow into that position within the company that's the best way because you see during that period the dedication that they have to that company
0: they have committed time. so i guess and and there's a lot of trust, to, you know. As as you said, you 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 trust your team to to deliver the the, the right outcomes. You don't have to be everywhere, uh, cool. and they yeah. have to trust you to 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 let them do their job, basically.
2: Yes. No. They trust me and trust the project. They did their homework. Uh, every single person that I hired, for example, they you'll be surprised. I took away hours of sleep from my own schedule to meet for every single engineer of my team. They have at
0: least thirty minutes in meeting with me. Times so, six hundred. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's a pretty 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 big investment. Uh, let let oh, me no, ask no, you a kind no, of you missed, uh, yeah. You made a mistake there. Six hundred are the
1: ones that are currently right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't but mean you had that turnover, turn views, and turnover are only No, no, it's it was okay. yes under under, under, way, under way more than heavy <laughs> heavy underestimation. Apologies. Oh. Uh, let
0: let's ask you a question, which on the on the face of it may may sound a bit shallow, but uh, you know, do you have a a mission and a vision for your company, like a statement? Why everybody ask that? Yes, I do. Uh,
2: and <laughs> I do have a mission. I do have a vision. I don't know if I have a right statement, but we can make up one together right now if you want me to. Uh, <laughs> I do have a vision, though. I can share the vision. The vision of the conference is that what we would like is to lift the global scientific research to higher possibilities that they have now. That's the vision of it. Have the opportunity to have a global scientific research collaborating without any friction and interference from everywhere in the world, including China and Russia in this moment i know i'm going to be controversial on that and many people will freak out about my state
1: but remember i promised you uncensored mm. i i will be up a single word but 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 the the contents but remember
2: statement. after world war ii the core group of the space program nasa world
1: german german
2: okay. researchers researchers don't make wars Politicians make work, so I'm absolutely okay if you want to take it upon them. But let the researchers <laughs> do their job yeah. and work together.
0: The, the, the reason that you know you you kind of you, you you asked why why everyone keeps asking about vision and and, and mission. But my particular motivation behind this is because we we had some uh, some other people. We had uh, Jamie J. Who uh, actually spoke to us at length about the, the vision and mission of his company uh uh bottleneck uh, but, but, m- uh, dist- <laughs> Bo- bottleneck, bottleneck distance assistance uh, and uh, his kind of concept behind why he for example every time they have a meeting they 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 actually restate the reiterate the the vision and mission i know that everyone uh kind of Pro- probably every every founder every ceo has some kind of idea of, of mission and vision in their head sometimes they state it in a very kind of uh nice Proudly, and sleek way, like, way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah proud way but, and, uh, and everybody thought
0: maybe that might be a marketing choice right just kidding, just kidding. exactly kidding. but but th- there's always there's always some uh um some philosophy that goes behind it. So it's not just putting, putting your mission and vision on your on your business card and sharing it with uh, kind of everyone who doesn't ask, but uh, the more personal approach of uh, how, you, how you then realize the vision. So you, what, what you stated, if I understand correctly, your, your vision trans- translates directly into what your company has yes. as a product, Correct. as a deliverable. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not something that kind of uh, ever slipped, no. you know. And actually, was inducted to me. So my father forced me to do that. <laughs> I'm Just kidding.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you told us about this Albanian Albanian way of phrasing. No, but uh, what, what what I'm thinking now, but uh, the way of this global collaboration and lifting the level, like uh, it's not only about the product. I think it's uh, because I think we are we are aiming at. Thinking like is it installable or or shareable? Uh, Would you say that it's true? If I would say that you are talking about the scientific collaboration, but what your company is doing is collaboration on on engineering, but it's global collaboration on a high level. So it's it's close to one another. So so this vision is it's not like okay, let's allow researchers to freely collaborate all over the world, but here. Your collaboration will be, you know, tightly controlled and, uh, uh, you know, micromanaged, and and uh, like this collaboration as a as a value is is shared by letting people collaborate with each other, not just assigning them tasks with, with uh, we don't a list of penalties. Do. we don't control what the scientists
2: do. Second, we don't operate only in the engineering field. I have pharmaceutical industry. No, no,
1: I'm talking about your team, your team, uh, the data, the, the, the software engineering that your company actually does. So the software development that you do. So that this, this idea of collaboration that you want to give to researchers, you also give to your engineer oh, software. Engineers. Yes, yes. That is what I'm trying to say.
2: You know, absolutely, yes. But this is how I was born. Once you think about a product, you think a way to make that product reality. And you think away, how can you afford the best engineers in the world without having the money of Rockefellers? Because I'm Albanian, remember, I'm from a poor country, so I couldn't afford <laughs> wages of Google here. So I had to find solutions. So I went and picked the best for what I needed everywhere in the world. I used my vision and made it reality for myself first, so I can create a product that everyone else can make their own dream a reality.
0: No, I, I think, think it's a I great this, summary. This is a yeah p- very powerful message. Uh, I think this is this is all we have time for today. If people want to find out more about uh, AK TeleScience or about you, where where can they, they they find you? Where where can they find more information about your product? So you can Google us.
2: You can contact me directly on AK TeleScience. Somebody of my team will be a hand and schedule you a meeting with us. If you want to see our product, we're very happy to show you. If you are a researcher, just create a profile. We'll be very happy to show you. It's free for researchers. And if you are an investor, well, come on, man. You can pay the salary because you have money enough. And then the information (laughs) we're giving to you is worth it. I guarantee you that much. Otherwise, you're not going to pay. You're not going to stay as as a client. So the bottom line, you can find us very easily. And we believe in about a month and a half or two months, the new marketing campaign will start. So everybody will know a little bit more about us. We've been a little bit in a stealth mode because we needed to do what we needed to do. And that was a part of the deal. We didn't want to share too much information before having a product. There is this mm-hmm. idea that in California in particular, people talk about a company as accomplished product when they are still in the pitch deck phase. You know, we already have marketing campaigns fully completed in uh, YouTube, social media, you know, a product that is about three to five years away. Uh, like I said, I'm our, our
1: first guest was uh, Yuchen Chan, who is an investor, he comes from European Nordic countries. Now he's living in the US. And he says there is a huge difference when he's talking, you know, about his investments to potential uh, startups, when they are coming from Europe, you have like, you know, to, two, two, he said to brilliant researchers with 20 years of experience, they say, you know, maybe we will be able to do it. And when he's speaking to Americans, like, yeah, it's almost done, mate. And it's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a brilliant. So if I
2: told my father I have a company and they, he doesn't see a product, he would come like, come on, just go ahead. <laughs> so it wouldn't work that way. You know? It's like if you, you know, the countries where we come from, and I come from Eastern European countries, they will not believe you if they don't see the product. So that is a little bit me there where you see like the decision to not do much of a marketing campaign was my decision because until I was certain to show you the product, then I was like, okay, now does that, that product is completely perfect it's not going to crash? I mean, come on. Everything can break down something, but we have it. It works and we can fix it. We know where to put the hands to fix it. Uh, and I will not show a product until I have that product. Now, even Mercedes-Benz breaks down sometime but they have mechanics they have parts they can fix it you know um even google crashes sometime they have stuff they can fix it <laughs> this is the time for us to show it now that it exists we even
1: can. volkswagen sometimes passes the environmental tests hey, you don't know what others do to not pa-
2: to pass those environmental tests it's a lot no, of I power don't. People, yeah. <laughs> oh, judging other people, it can be a little bit more difficult. I I I we we're, 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 were very... i judging. I had a before, before Before my... man saved my life. You know, I had an accident because I didn't know how to drive. And it was a very good car. Trust me on that.
1: Before uh, Mariam is, gets us Arthur, into Arthur, any Arthur, legal Arthur, trouble. No, Arthur is driving Volkswagen, and we respect this money yeah, and this company and very, very much. I'm
0: very happy with it. Uh, I, I, it's it's the best car ever. Uh, Arthur, so, better uh, an Audi, to be honest with you.
1: I, I, I'm a Volvo uh, guy, but I don't know. We should probably get some money from 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 the producers for product placement.
0: Okay, they have good cars. <laughs> so they all have a reason. <laughs> uh you know even even more uh, I, I would like to thank you for for sharing uh, the the information about your product with us and actually showing showing us the product when 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 you did you you did give us a, a great presentation of it so we, we it exists sincerely uh we recommend that to to everyone who's interested in in collaboration scientific collaboration across the world to to check it out absolutely uh, thank you very, thank you very much for your time and uh let's hope it was of use to someone
1: Thank you for listening if you're interested in more interviews related to managing remote teams please check out the remote show podcast covering tips applications tools management concepts and much more
0: another great podcast would be leading the future of work where jacob morgan leads in-depth conversation with the world's top business leaders best-selling authors and thinkers about the as the name suggests the future of work
1: as usual, all links to the references will be available in the notes to this episode.
0: Also, don't miss the next one, where we'll be talking about digital innovation and ways of implementing it as a form of innovation labs. With an author of the best-selling books Innovation Lab Excellence and Cashless Richard Turing.
1: Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or visit pdr.show to find out more about future episodes and guests. You can also check out Cognition.llc for more information on Cognition Shared Solutions, our services and other events hosted by us.
0: For now, it's thank you from myself, Arthur Guja, and my co-host, your friendly neighborhood data guy, Dr. Marian Siewek. Thank you and goodbye.